This is the POV Hamilton podcast, where we're sharing the Hamilton, Ontario point of view from businesses and entrepreneurship to life sciences and education to arts, culture, and media. Hamilton is thriving, and there are countless stories to be shared of the people, businesses, and organizations making it happen. Here's whose point of view you'll be listening to today. I'm Jason Thorne. I'm the General Manager of Planning and Economic Development at the City of Hamilton. As head of the Department of Planning and Economic Development, it is a very diverse and interesting portfolio uh, that includes a number of sort of city functions. So obviously planning and economic development, they're in the title of the department. But I think what Hamilton did a number of years ago that I think was very innovative was to recognize that if this is the department that's kind of really responsible for, for city building and for the growth and development of the city, they made it about more than just planning and economic development. So the department also includes the building divisions so or the people who issue you your building permits, engineering, some of the things that are sort of go into what you would think of in terms of approvals for development. But then they brought in with that the economic development portfolio, the arts and culture and tourism portfolio, recognizing how important that is to great city building, uh, transportation planning, planning for cycling networks and, and pedestrian networks in the city, parking, uh, and then even bylaw enforcement. And when you think about the importance of bylaw enforcement, if you're going to have a really healthy, livable city, then the work that your bylaw team does is really important for that. So all of these pieces um, have come together within this department, and, um, and I get to be the, the lucky guy who gets to lead it. It is a very big department. So the department is 800 people. So there's always something. There's always a crisis. There's always something going on. I spend a fair bit of time at council. Uh, So we do a lot of reports to council, whether that's a development approval or a new policy initiative. All, you know, the city's uh, grants and incentive programs. Our our department delivers a lot of reports to council. So I spend a fair bit of time there. And then there's a fair bit of time on uh, just working with, I've got a really talented team of directors. Each of those kind of divisions, the planning division, the economic development division, uh, tourism, arts and culture has a director that leads it and really is the kind of the subject matter expert. And then I spend a lot of time kind of providing them with whatever support they need, but also kind of working at the areas of intersection between those things. So those areas of intersection between, you know, transportation planning, trying to build out a a cycling network, and then the planning and development approval side of things. So all of those kinds of spaces between each of the divisions, I spend a lot of time there. Um, and then I spend a fair bit of time, you know, out in the community as well. There is, um, there's a lot of, and that's actually one of the funnest parts of the job. There's a lot of going out, supporting some of the, the small businesses, meeting with some of the investors in this city, meeting with some developers, community groups, environmental groups. Um, we have a, a, you know, there's a lot of really smart and talented and passionate external stakeholders that, that sort of intersect with the work that we do. So I spend a fair bit of time with them as well. Uh, So I've been in this job since 2014, so I've been in the job for eight years, and I came to the city in this job, so I haven't had any other job at the city of Hamilton, and in fact, I had never worked for a local government before, a municipality before I came here. I am from Hamilton, so I grew up here, and I started off working um, in sort of environmental activist work, so I worked for uh, coming out of university, I studied environmental science at university, and coming out of school, I worked for a number of different local environmental groups, including some in Hamilton. Like I spent a number of years working for the Bay Area Restoration Council, for the Bruce Trail Association, uh, the Coalition on the Niagara Escarpment, a few other sort of small environmental groups. And, um, 
And I kind of just, you know, through that work, just developed a bit of an interest in city planning and how cities are planned and designed and so many of the environmental issues that I care about and was passionate about, you start to see how that really links back to how you plan and design your cities. Um, so I kind of drifted into, into planning as a profession and that now is my professional background. I'm a professional planner, a registered professional planner, but it's something I kind of came to later in life. I think I was maybe in, I don't know, 30, early 30s, something like that, uh, when I kind of decided that planning was the, the thing that I wanted to pursue. So I worked for a few years for the provincial government uh, in uh, working on a provincial plan called the Provincial Growth Plan when that was first kind of created back in 2000, uh, 2004, 2005, when I was working there. Worked for a time at Metrolinx uh, when, Met when Metrolinx was first created and the province said, we're gonna create this thing called a regional transportation plan. So I was given the director a job there to, to lead that. Uh, and then I went into private practice for a while um, I had a consulting firm in Toronto, a, a planning design architecture practice, worked mostly outside of Ontario. And then one day I got a call about this interesting job at the city of Hamilton. And, and, and how can you say no when you get the opportunity to be head of planning and economic development in your hometown? It's, uh, it's an opportunity I couldn't pass up. It certainly is different from when I was kind of growing up here and, you know, going to high school in the, in the what would that be, the late 80s, I guess. And uh, you know, no question, Hamilton went through some hard times in the in the eighties and nineties, and a fair bit of disinvestment, um, especially in the downtown and the lower city. I think suffered particularly. Um, what's been great the eight years that I've been here is just to see some of that energy and investment coming back. Um, there's nothing more gratifying than than walking by a building that's been vacant my entire life, and suddenly you see that it's been restored. There's a, there's there's shops on the ground floor. There's actually people living in apartments above buildings that have been boarded up for 20, 30, 40 years, um, heritage buildings being being restored, vacant lots, things that were parking lots or vacant lots for a generation, suddenly actually having development on them, Pe places for people to live and, and new shops and stores and, um, and performing art centers and all these sorts of things starting to pop up. Um, I think that probably any planner is, is, is enjoys and is inspired by that, but there's something particularly special about it happening in your hometown because of course I can walk around the city and I, and I can see it through the eyes of 1985 and I can see it now and sort of that, that, that difference, that change, that transformation is just, um, it's exciting. There, there's always challenges and, um, you know, every city is always going to have challenges. Any city that has kind of like, you know, stopped changing is probably a city that has died. And so there's always going to be those challenges and issues. I'd, I'd say the one that is is probably most of concern is, is around sort of the affordability of the city. And, and again, as someone who, who grew up here in the 80s and 90s, who would have thought we'd be someday having a conversation about affordability in the city of Hamilton? It was, all, it was generally an affordable city. But that kind of shift, especially in the last couple of years, as we've seen both investment come in, but also a lot more people want to live here and a lot more people want to be here. Um, and what that has done to especially housing affordability, but even, even you know, commercial rents and, and rents that retailers pay, all of those things are, are creating challenges. Um, and it's a challenge that all cities face. Um, but uh, that's probably one of the ones, you know, there's, that's the, that becomes the downside of the, of the investment we're seeing and the interest we're seeing in our city. I, I think we are, we have 
grown in leaps and bounds when it comes to sort of a more sustainable transportation system in the city. I think we have a very good bus network, a, a very strong bus network that, that, that covers the city and that um, provides a very good service, I think, to the, to the citizens of, of Hamilton. And now we're, about, we're, in, we're in a bit of a growing point, I think. And that's what, to me, LRT represents is we've kind of become a city that has reached the limits of what just regular bus service can provide. And now it's time to go that next step. And I see LRT as one of those next step. Um, what HSR is doing right now about kind of rethinking routes in the city around how they're servicing the city, looking at some of the other rapid transit networks. We, t- we talk a lot about the, um, you know, the B line, the LRT, but there's other, you know, uh, rapid transit corridors in the city that, that that will sort of be the next ones to be developed. And I think that is a sign of a city of, of a half a million people that's about to become a city of 800,000 people. And then cycling as well is actually one of the things I've probably been most excited about over the last uh, couple of years. Um, transportation planning is something that actually just came into my department a couple of years ago. And I think the you know, the investment that's happening in cycling infrastructure, I can remember cycling in the city in, in the 80s. And at the time, if somebody had, there, there wasn't even a painted bike lane anywhere in the city. I used to ride in what was called critical mass rides with a bunch of cyclists in the city where we try to draw attention to the need for cycling investment and cycling infrastructure in the city. Um, you know, fast forward today and the fact that we have now multiple protected cycling corridors in the city. We need more and there's lots more on the books and there's lots more to come. But the fact that in all parts of the city, we have a, a, an emerging protected cycling network. It's not finished by any stretch, but um, but every year we're adding more and more links. Um, and I can kind of see what's coming in two, three, four years, what the next ones are. And, um, and it's going to be a great system. And I think that combined with things like, a, you know, two-waying some of our streets, you know, an, another big transformational change in the city of two-waying Maine, bringing in LRT, um, really changing uh, the transportation system in the city, I think, in a very positive way. From an economic development standpoint, probably the most exciting thing is that there isn't just one type of company that's trying to that, that wants to be here. Um, we aren't just attracting a certain sector or a certain type of business. Right now, we're attracting a bit of everything. So certainly, things like warehousing and logistics, especially taking advantage of the of the airport and the port, have been significant ones for us for a while and continue to be so. We have a big agri-food sector. We have a big life sciences sector that are attracting a, quite a bit of investment right now. We have, you know, the, the, the film sector is, is, is another big one for us. Um, and then a lot of investment in sort of, you know, arts and culture. It may not be, it may not turn into sort of big, you know, million square foot developments, but generates a lot of jobs, generates a lot of economic investment. So it's exciting that, you know, I'd be a little bit worried if we were only attracting a certain sector. Um, you know, for years it was, you know, heavy manufacturing was our was our bread and butter. And that's still an important one. And we're still attracting advanced manufacturing to the city, which, which is great to see. But it is so much more diversified now, uh, which is exactly where you want to be from an economic development standpoint, because you never know when there's going to be a downturn in a certain sector um, and you don't have all of your eggs in one basket. So we're seeing a lot of interest, the amount of industrial development happening in our city right now is at record levels. People talk about the residential development we're seeing and the new condos and those sorts of things. And yes, there's a lot of that. But actually, the last year or two, if you, if you want to see what kind of really took off, it was actually industrial. Industrial was through the roof. And by industrial, like some of that is manufacturing, some of that is logistics and warehousing and, um, and all of those sorts of things. Um, that's been probably one of our hottest development uh, sectors for, for the last year or two. 
I think the arts and culture sector is still very, very strong. Uh, we're seeing it, especially film is, is, a, is a really booming one right now. That's both, you know, film shoots, which, which probably is the thing that's most visible to people. You see the film shoot on the street, but, but production as well, uh, and a number of the support industries as well around film are really strong. Music is still very strong uh, as well. And, um, you know, actually seeing more places for performance to happen uh, it, it is great. It, it, it certainly is. It is always one of those sectors you worry a, lo- a little bit from an affordability standpoint. Again, not just housing affordability and the ability of uh, creative sector workers to afford to live in your community, but also just things like, you know, the commercial rents they have to pay for some of the commercial spaces. I think there's some good stuff we're doing in the city. I think I think there's more that we can do because that is that's not just to me. It's, it's not just an economic center that, that creates a lot of jobs in and of itself, which it does. And I don't think people appreciate just how many thousands of jobs in our city are, are, are out of the creative sector. Um, but the value they create in your city, the how how attractive they make it for people who want to come here and live here and invest here. It is a particularly important, I think, economic sector um, that, that, that does uh, you know, demand some significant investment. I do love to go to other cities and just kind of see what they're doing. And, and, and you do get inspired by what you see. It's not so much a question of like, oh, we should be Copenhagen. It's not so much like copying everything about another city, but you can go to any city of any size and see a little something that is interesting or inspiring. And yeah, it does. I think for anybody kind of is in, is in the field that I'm in, that, that's, kind of, that's, kind of, that's the best research you can do. But I also, you know, most of what I see, I think you know, we're doing a lot of it. Like if, if you look at, you know, some of the things I like to, to go see, I love to go look at some of the public spaces in other cities. I love to go look at the street art they have in their communities. I love to look at the architecture and the design. And, you know, the nice thing is I can also walk around our own city and, and, and find really excellent examples of some of that. You know, what it really teaches you is just the value and importance of, of, of investment in public space, investment of public realm. A lot of kind of my, my favorite sort of cycling cities are definitely inspirational in terms of some of the different infrastructure they designed for for cyclists. Those are the kinds of things I think you take away from other cities. And I got to say, I give a fair number of sort of informal tours of our own city, of people that I that I know from other cities who want to come and see Hamilton. And and we you know we have a lot to be proud of. They, they, they take things away from our city as well. And um, um, I think that's a testament to some of the some of the interesting things that we've done. There certainly, for a number of years, there was sort of that sense of Hamilton's the industrial city, and, and the skyline that people knew was the industrial skyline you, you would see from the, uh, from the Skyway, and um, I actually kind of love that skyline. I think it's actually quite beautiful. But that sense of Hamilton's just an industrial city, just a steel city, I think, um, I think was a misconception for a number of years for people who lived outside of the city. Um, I think that has changed a lot. Um, I think there is a very different perception of Hamilton these days than even what existed 10 years ago, not to mention 15, 20 years ago. I think people from outside of Hamilton have really discovered Hamilton. Um, I know from an economic development standpoint, we actually put a lot of effort into kind of promoting the city and getting people to sort of pay attention to Hamilton, become interested in Hamilton. That's not really a challenge for us anymore. People have noticed. For Hamiltonians themselves, I think we probably, I think this is true of every city, every, every city kind of you know, you can always see the bad in your own city. You can always see the things that you want to change and that and that we, you wish were were better. Um, but we have some great neighborhoods to explore. We have an excellent waterfront to explore. And um, the thing I always was would say to any other kind of Hamiltonians is, you know, enjoy your own neighborhood, but also get out and experience some of the other ones. Um, you know, I, I I've spoken to people who 
who've, who've lived here their whole lives and, you know, they haven't been downtown in, in a decade. Um, or if they do come downtown, it's, you know, you go to a show at, at uh, Cops and that's it. Then you go home. Like, the more people get out and I think walk the streets and, and see what's happening here, I think can be inspired by just their own community. I mean, even just taking relatives down to, down to West Harbor on the waterfront and people can't believe that. It's like, when, when did we do this? When did this get built? Maybe that will be, you know, the, the, the summer plans for some Hamiltonians this year is get out and do a bit of a staycation and just, and just walk around our own city a little bit. I do see a lot of growth coming to the city. I mean, we, we, we're planning to become a city of over 800,000 people. And um, that's a significantly different city from where we're at, if you think about it. That's adding 50% of our population on uh, again on top of what's already here. Um, and how that development's going to happen, this is not about sort of a whole bunch of new subdivisions at the edge of the city. The vast majority of that growth is going to be happening through in- investment and intensification in our existing neighborhoods in our existing downtown core um, and I think you know if you think of other cities of you know that 800,000 thousand people I think it's going to be a very good thing if you think about some of the vacant lots and, and underutilized buildings and derelict buildings that have been sitting vacant for a very long time having redevelopment of those sites and having more people living in some of our urban areas and it's going to mean a city that is much more uh, reliant upon transit, much more reliant on LRT, more people kind of cycling around because we're not going to be a city where, you, where you're driving for everything that you need to do. Um, a city of 800,000 people is just not going to function that way. So I think it's very exciting. I think it's going to be a very a very positive thing. But it is going to be, you know, in, in 10, 15 years, you're going to see a lot of difference in the city. And it's going to not, it's going to come with its growing pains. Absolutely. It always does. But, um, but I think it's going to bring a lot of good with it. And, uh, and I guess, you know, fundamentally, if I look at what is kind of the purpose of my department, it's to both attract that growth, um, but also to shape it. And, and how are we going to accommodate it in a way that meets the needs of those new people who are coming in, but also creates a great city for the people who are already here. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And please consider rating and reviewing as it helps others to find the show. For more information or to listen to past episodes, go to povhamilton.com.